Honestly, the worst symptom I had for COVID was stomach issues. Really? (laughs) Yep. I haven't even heard of that. Yeah. I was, I was like skeptical too. So I looked it up and yeah, it's like one of the top issues for COVID. Damn. Wow. And then, you know, I did lose my sense of smell and taste for about two weeks. Yeah. It's my, still uh, not well, all the way I, back. It's still not all the I, way back. A guy I work with, uh, that's how he figured he got COVID. Cause, oh, well, I mean, that was his first symptom was he couldn't smell or taste anything. And he's like, what the fuck? So he got it. He got tested, tested positive, but his wife tested negative. So she's like, you're moving in downstairs because they had like a little apartment downstairs. Yeah. So he's down in his basement and he's like one of these handyman guys. You know, he does everything. So he's down there and he's cleaning up the place and he's doing stuff because he doesn't feel sick at all. He just can't smell or taste anything. And uh, he's down there and he's like, oh, I got to clean out this part of a motorcycle or whatever he was working on. And he's cleaning it with gasoline. And he goes, huh, I can't <laughs> smell this gasoline. Yet I know it's all over my hands. He goes, I should stop doing this. There's a wood fire down there and everything. I blew out a candle. Like, and it, all the black smoke just like puffed right into my face when I blew the candle out. And I, did, I couldn't smell a thing. Not a thing. That's nuts. So I mean, right? not a thing. Not even a hint of it. <clears throat> That's kind of worrying. I mean, at the moment, is I was looking, checking the uh, local um, news sites, like in England today, and basically they're saying there have been eighteen deaths COVID-related in the last two weeks. And the youngest amateurs, and yeah, the, young, the youngest, you got to crank those numbers up, boy. Yeah, the youngest person to die was in his forties. Oh well, I'm fine. Yeah, come to the U.S., man. <laughs> killing people left and right. Well, Sorry. Illinois is like I think still leading in vaccinations. I know I I know a couple really? people have had uh, vaccinations already because they're in the medical field, and yeah, they have to go nurses. back in three weeks. So, but yeah, yeah, it seems you like have, you have open. to have injections, don't you? You know what? You have to have two injections. Yeah, you have to have one, and that that brings it to like seventy five percent against Corona. This is like yeah. the layman's terms, <laughs> and then like three weeks later, you get a second one, and that's like ninety five percent. I think the yeah, second that's... one's like a booster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the um, uh, Pfizer one. I think the Moderna one's a little bit different. But I think the UK might have more vaccination types than we do um, as of UK right now. one has three that I know of. Um, one is 95% effective. Mm-hmm. But I can't have nice. it. Nice. I can't have it. I can't have it. Why not? Because I'm a, um, it reacts if you have food allergies. Really? Yeah. Oh, I heard that none of them do. Yeah, no. Um, if because <clears throat> when the initial wave of injections went out for the nurses and the doctors and stuff, a couple of them came down with like reactions. Um, and yeah, here too. Yeah, they put it down to um, food allergies. So, if a person has a food allergy and they have the injection, they are more prone to getting. Like with um, symptoms. So, That's the same with the flu shot too. If you're allergic to shellfish, you have to get like a special flu shot. Yeah. So I'd be fucked basically because I'm allergic to chilies. I don't think they use capsaicin in the fucking. <laughs> in um, the it would react with my fucking allergies, wouldn't it? Get, I don't know about that, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, we kept this. We kept this uh, vaccine alive by filling it with capsaicin. I'm gonna put it in your arm. Great. Now Shane's <laughs> got to stay away from us six feet. 
Oh, perfect. Yeah, but dude, I'm like thousands of fucking miles away from you, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I'm not taking any chances. With yeah, you. I, I'm still taking my earphones off whenever he talks. I have a mask on each set of my my headphones. <laughs> right, and your microphone, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> you all, as if that wasn't bad enough, putting my fucking face on the B movie fucking pick. Oh my god, that was funny. That was I just great. took that straight from the movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. That was the farting bee. <laughs> oh fuck. Alright, let's uh let's get started here. I got enough dumb bullshit. Are we recording? And, Are we recording? Yes, and the backup, and we're recording me. So oh, all right. Oh, we're shot. Well, I am. <laughs> Shut up, Shane. No. <laughs> Uh-oh. Welcome. All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) It's literally my new favorite thing. You should hear it in person. She does it so much. Oh, my God. Well, what was funny about it is that as soon as it happened, like, she made that noise, everyone stopped, and I was like, what the fuck was that? And Mike just goes, oh, boy. <laughs> hey, that's how I know she's having too much fun. Oh, great. Good God. She's finding right. everything. <laughs> she's going to be pissed. Nah. All right, everybody, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. This is episode number 99. Holy oh. shit. Technically, though, fellas, uh, this is the 100th recording. Wow. Because our, the first episode was episode zero. If you remember, Shane and I uh, recorded it over a tin can that we strung across the Atlantic. <laughs> At least that's what it sounded like. <laughs> so, yeah, we are I'm here. That was What's a, that, Shane? That was an awful episode. Yeah, that was terrible. Actually, the first four or five were the awful ones. And then that's I what, came that, in, and then it made I, the, I'd say the like podcast. the first 50 or 60. Yeah. They're still actually, not very good. <laughs> you say that. I keep telling people, if you're going to listen to the podcast, avoid the first four or five episodes. Just Yeah. Yeah, because they're fucking awful. I take it one step further. I, I, just don't, even, even, I, I don't even recommend the podcast. That's right. I, just, I can't even fucking bear to think, oh, I'll just listen to the first episode and see how far I'll come along. No, can't do it. Oof. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. But anyway, on the podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. Again, we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to reach the podcast, our Gmail is allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com. The Facebook group is All You Need Is Blood. Instagram account, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. Just type in All You Need Is Blood. Listen on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and subscribe. Phew. Oh, God. 
All right, so who do we got on here this time? We got Mike <laughs> again, Shane wow. again, okay. yeah. <laughs> and returning, his glorious return to the podcast, one of our favorites, George Pastore. George, how you doing? Hello, guys. Doing pretty good. Um, still kind of recovering from uh, COVID, but uh, other than that, life is my oyster. <laughs> nice. How's the breathing? Are we gonna are we gonna tire you out with long winded answers or what? Nah, breathing's fine. It's like post COVID. It's it's weird. You get like post COVID is actually worse than COVID for me because really like, it's bizarre. It's like I can be perfectly fine, and all of a sudden I'll just be like I can't stay awake. It's strange pains. Like it'll be, it'll go from my elbow to my knee to my the joints in my fingers. Um, sometimes it's like you can't concentrate. You get like like fog brain, and it's like it's just post COVID is weird. And it's, really? It's, wow, yeah, it's crazy. And I looked it up too because it's like I'm not used to feeling this way. And there's all kinds of research now that's showing like symptoms post COVID. They're getting concerned with it. They have everything from you know months of fatigue months of um not, not having any taste or smell and they're even finding like that it's it's causing like blood clots and strokes and shit now oh yeah that was that was a big thing my dad was in the hospital they were constantly monitoring for blood <clears throat> clots doing uh, ultrasounds and mris and stuff yeah so i'm just sitting here going great i have uh, I'm like a ticking time bomb right now <laughs> uh like that is probably post over yeah, <laughs> apparently post COVID, um, he's been um, uh, on medication for blood clots on his lungs. So oh. he's a rough time at the moment. It's yeah. awful. Well, let's move on to some happier things. How about that? Or at least uh, maybe not happier, but uh, more incoherent. Let's let's stick with that. Less miserable, I guess. Less miserable, yeah. Not too much less miserable. I got some news that might <laughs> bring some misery out of us. But uh, so, what do you be getting into lately? Uh, let's start with you, Mike. Anything interesting? Movies, games, or anything? Uh, I'm still playing Persona Five Royal on my PS Five, and uh, it's fun. I am uh, kind of upset I didn't play Persona Five when it first came out, even though I love Four. Um, but yeah, since Val yelled at me, I started a new game. I'm about forty hours into the new game. And uh, I'm almost done with it. But uh, other than that, I've just been going to the gym every day, chilling, and uh, hoping Corona goes away so I can go back to work. I'm trying to, I gained so much weight back because of just sitting at home. It sucks. I'm, I'm a big old fatty again. Mm. That'll happen. How about you, Shane? Anything interesting recently? Um,. Not watched any movies, not played any video games. Um, this last week, I broke a tooth while I was eating my dinner. Oh, God. And I am waiting to get hold of my dentist so I can get the tooth removed because I basically have a shard of tooth um, digging into my gum every time I speak. Oh, my God. I hate that. I eat. So I'm waiting for Monday morning to come along. So I could phone up the dentist and say, get this fucking tooth out of my head. Um, other than that, I did a video for YouTube last week. Uh, really? With a couple of friends, yeah. Um, it's called Maybe Movies. Um, it's basically, it's a rhetorical mashup of two movie characters replaced or put in another movie. 
So, for instance, Karate Kid, the characters from mm-hmm. Karate Kid, put into The Lost Boys and vice versa. So we talk about the what, what ifs and maybes of if they were moved into those movies. So basically, um, um, I filmed Wednesday evening. Um, it should hopefully be up within the next couple of weeks. Fingers cool. crossed. Um, but yeah, it's my buddy's Sam <clears throat> Matt. So um, yeah, they invited me along. Apparently, they've been doing it for a while, but they said they wanted to get me in on it. So I did my first episode last Wednesday, and I've been invited along to do more. So let me ask you this. Did you fart and burp directly <laughs> into the microphone, or, or did you try to class it up a little bit? Not this time. I was actually quite polite. <laughs> Lucky them. Yeah. No. They get the special treatment. Yeah, it's almost like I just save all the shit for you. <laughs> oh my god because it is, it is it's the podcast you know it's like all you need is blood what more do you want everybody parts and burps and occasionally you hear the sound of people pissing in the background so you know <laughs> <laughs> how about you george we haven't had you on in a while what have you been into recently besides corona uh not much really i have i changed jobs finally i uh i quit my job that I was at for 15 years managing an IT support center for a better opportunity. So now I, I lead the IT department for another comp- pretty large company that um, is treating their employees a lot better than my latter company. So it's just more responsibility for me, but I'm kind of like a workaholic anyway. So it kind of come really well. I'm there a year now. So I think it's been that long since I've been on. Yeah, it's been uh, a while. It has. Um, <clears throat> so, like, this whole pandemic shit is, is throwing, like, my hobbies and stuff, like, out the fucking window. Because, like, I I get up at 4, go to the gym at 5, go to work at 7, I get home at, like, 5.30, and then I have to catch up on all the kids' schoolwork and, and make sure homework is done. And I don't even get to sit down until, like, 8.30, 9 o'clock, and I'm just mm. – I'm wiped. <laughs> I'm absolutely wiped. I, I, I'm i very envious of uh, Mike because he's got the PS5 and I can't seem to get one for the life oh, of me. Oh, you still haven't gotten one. No, I haven't. I, it, I've tried. So you know how many times I've had it in my cart and hit checkout and like the, the site just actually refreshes and gives me like the virtual finger and like the rub salt in the wound GameStop actually charged me for two of them and I never even secured one of them and they yanked oh. the money out of my account. Well, it's kind of, I'm not going to say it's a good thing, but my buddy was in your position. He just got one like a month ago because his girlfriend found one. So he goes to turn it on and it keeps just shutting off oh. over and over again. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, it's probably like a cooling issue if it keeps like shutting off like a little bit ways into the game. And so he calls Sony and Sony's like, yeah, we're going to we're going to release a patch eventually. And he's like, well, can I? Yeah, exactly. And they're like, they're telling him that it's like a software issue. I'm like, there's no way we're going to download a new fan into your PS5. So he asked if he can like replace it. And they said, no, wait for the patch first. So he's got a six hundred dollar paperweight right now. They can't even use. Yeah. And it's funny because like. Um, my manager at work, he was trying to get one as much as me. 
And one night I was like, just zoned out on the couch and I had nothing near me. And I, I follow um, this account on Twitter, Wario 64. And he, that's the person to follow. If you want any breaking news, he, he, he tweets out like links, like even before they go live, that way you're ready. And he tweeted out um, that the PS5 was going to go live at BJ's. And I, I had, I was just, my will to even try to get one at the time was just done. So I texted him and I'm like, BJ's is going live in like a minute. And he actually got it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> he actually got it. I'm like, son wow. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just still playing my PS4. I've been playing a lot of Apex still. Um, finishing up Days Gone, trying to finish up Horizon. I had a couple games backlogged. I'm dying, dying, dying for Demon Souls. That's gonna, that looks that's, amazing. That's going to be... I, I've played through it already and beat it along with all the Souls games and Bloodborne. And Demon Souls is amazing. Yeah, Bloodborne is Val's favorite game. She just recently plat, platinumed it, plus all the DLC. That's and, uh, Yeah, she she's obsessed with Bloodborne. And uh, she, she had Demon Souls, but she couldn't get into it. She's like more... Bloodborne rather than Demon Souls or Dark Souls. That, I said that to my my buddy's a big Dark Souls guy, and when I told him like when I had first gotten the uh, the PS4, I was like, oh, I really want to play Bloodborne, and he's like, why? You don't like those Demon Souls games? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, this game is like gothic, Lovecraftian horror. I'm like, obviously, I want to play this. Like, it's more the setting than anything else. Like, I don't give a shit about knights and fucking armor like that. That does not interest me whatsoever. But, like, <laughs> a dude in a leather coat with a shotgun and a saw blade. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm all about. Bloodborne is one of my favorite games of all time. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I've beaten it twice. And I'm not even, like, for me to sit down, you know, at the PS4 and, and, and play through a game... Uh, it's literally happened three times. Two times with Bloodborne and one time with Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a great game. I can't I can't believe they have not released like an upgraded version yet. It's 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 they unreal. will. I'm sure 2021 is going to be filled with those. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. So should I, be good. If any game like screams to have that treatment. It's Bloodborne. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. 60 FPS? Come on, that's all I need. Just just put that in. Unlock the frame rate. That's all we need. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good. Oh, all right. Well, let me go over some dumb stuff I've been getting into recently. Um, so I decided one of my New Year's resolutions, by the way, first podcast of the New Year, fuck 2020, um, was I was going to try... <laughs> Son of a bitch. Is that Shane Farnham? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> First of all, that's not the official uh that's not the official call of the podcast. <laughs> that's the official call. <laughs> oh my god. Um so what was I saying? Uh so I decided that one of my one of my things is I want to like read more, both like comics and books, because I I barely read anything in twenty twenty. I want to try to get more in. So I decided I was going to get a tablet again and I'm like, okay, I haven't had a tablet since like when they originally released the Amazon fire tablet, whatever that was. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, oh yeah, it's been, like, I haven't had one for a long time. Like, alright, I'm gonna get one, and I want, like, a decent one with a good screen, so I can read comic books on it, basically. So, I go, alright, I don't know how much these things cost, but in my head, I'm like, I know cell phones are, like, $800 for a new cell phone, right? So, I go on fucking Amazon, and I'm like, oh, let's see what the new Samsung tablets are like. They got a fucking 10-inch Samsung A7, the 2020 version, for $250. And I'm like, what?! How does this huge fucking thing that's made, it's a brand new tablet cost like a quarter of the price of a cell phone? <laughs> so I ended up picking that up and it got delivered in like two days. It was crazy. Like right around Christmas. So I don't know. I'm all I'm all about uh, filling up the tablet, though. I've made some rules for myself. Uh, no. No. Well, I don't know. We'll see about that. <laughs> but <laughs> No Facebook, no Twitter. Um no romance, Reddit. Romance novels. <laughs> romance novels, right. With with images. <laughs> so I'm going to try to use it only for, like, you know, uh, reading things and not as, like, another big cell phone. You know what I mean? So that's my that's my goal. i new phone in a few days, actually. <clears throat> oh, yeah? Yeah. Just looking forward to getting, to the, getting rid of the piece of shit that I've got. Mm. What's wrong with your Nokia? I don't have a fucking Nokia. <laughs> he can't. He can't read it anymore, Mike. It's he's got to get the big button phone. <laughs> he's got to yeah. get those that that layout you put on a keyboard where they make the, all the letters bigger. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Shane. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Genuine anger. I love it. Oh fuck! All right, boys. Uh, let's get into a little bit of news. News. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Connor Blackman actually posted this on on the uh, All You Need Is Blood uh, page on Facebook. Uh, Ty West, director of House of the Devil, The Innkeepers, The Roost, and of course Cabin Fever Two, Spring Fever is uh, slated to start his next project with the folks over at A24 uh, on a film titled X. And the movie's going to star uh, Mia Goth, who was in Suspiria. So it sounds fucking great. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to some new good Ty West stuff. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We were just, just talking about that, that too. It's weird. Just the fact he's, he's teaming up and going to go with A24 has me excited. Oh, yeah. Anything A24 is exciting, but, you know. Well, that's not according to a lot of the comments. (laughs) A24 is the worst. And you know what? I I watch an A24 movie, and I laugh at it. It's not scary at all. So, they're bad. (laughs) It's true. They are bad. They're horrible. No. They're fucking... I love it. Um, Oh, what was it? Amy is coining a term she's trying to push out for the the newer, like... um, artsy horror movie. Uh, what the hell did she call it? Something with core on it. Art core. No, no, no. It was like, um, visual core. What the fuck did you call it now? Oh, I can't remember. It was like artistic horror, horror movies or something. And it's like anything that's like the witch or hereditary. Yeah. But she was trying to post like a, like a postmodern, you know, like, there's art house horrors, you know, from, like, the 80s and stuff. But, like, this new wave of horror that's out now. Nice uh, still, aesthetic horror. Be... That's what it was. Oh, okay. Aesthetic horror. That's what I gravitate to. Yeah, me too. I enjoy them very much so. Except Relic. 
Relic. Yeah, Relic. that was iffy for me too. Relic will suck my nuts. It was awful. It was a waste. <laughs> Not of time. the Relic. Not the Relic. Relic. I don't think I've seen I was that one. so excited. I'm like, oh my god, this movie looks awesome. It's like an A24 looking movie. It's like you know, slow burn, incredible acting. The acting was really good, but the movie was awful. Awful. So bad. That's how I felt with Killing of a Sacred Deer. I was watching. I'm like, this is like too up its own ass for me to like. And that was way too bizarre for its own good. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes a little restraint is best. Yeah, Relic is... Uh That that ruined me. That made me very skeptical going into other, like, movies of that kind after it. I'm like, this movie was just garbage. Yeah, the Golem was kind of along those lines. Like, they tried using some of that, you know, modern... uh, visual style but at the same time it was like just goofy enough that it, it, it got a pass for me like I ended up enjoying it even though it wasn't you know the best type of movie uh, you could sort of see its influences that it was wearing though so yeah I'm looking for I'm looking forward to more of those I think these are these are a great batch of uh, movies that we've been getting you know in the last 10 years or so but even better Mike I know you're going to be excited about this Glenn Danzig is working oh, on a vampire off. spaghetti western. Oh, Jesus no. Christ. <laughs> Veronica was the worst movie I watched last year. And if it's anything like Veronica, I'm going to kick myself in my own balls. It's called it's called Death Rider. Of course. And it stars Devin Sawa. And uh, what? this week. Oh, this my God. Week, what is this? 2000? <laughs> and this week he announced Andrew Divov will be in it as well. Oh, fuck sakes. Oh, my God. Danzig. Oh, Death Rider? Isn't that a Danzig song? If it is, I'm going to fucking roll my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> doubt that. I can't find it. I don't know. They made too many. So I thought I, th- I thought you'd be very pumped about hearing that. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> you know, screw A24. I'm all for Danzig movies, dude. <laughs> Maybe we should get Glenn Excuse me. Maybe we should get Glenn Danzig on the podcast to talk about his career in movies. He'd be so grumpy about it. I don't want to fight him. I feel like he would beat me up. Is he? I, from what I hear, from what I hear, he's. Uh, I think he got punched out by somebody, and I forgot who. It was his security guard, I think. Was it? Oh my god! Poor guy. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, Danzig is like the same height as me, like five six, but <clears throat> I don't know. Mother. Uh, <laughs> oh, great. Now we're getting demonetized. Thanks, George. <laughs> demonetized. We'll be getting monetized. <laughs> Brian's pocketing all the profits for this. Yeah, he's a con- Dude, I told you. <laughs> getting that part time podcaster money doesn't really do it. You guys' royalty checks are in the mail. Don't worry about it. No, I'm sure. <laughs> I got the money from my government already, so I'm waiting on that podcast money to roll in. Yeah, so I can stimulate money. that economy. Yeah, podcast money will pay my rent next month. <laughs> rent? I'm hoping to get a taco. <laughs> Shane, just move to America. You could have a sweet 600 bucks in your in your bank account right about now. That's good for the last like nine months yeah. of <laughs> you know. Right now, <laughs> that really helps me. Right now, I think the only American that hasn't gotten that 600 bucks yet. Yeah, uh, join the club. That's all I got for news today, boys. I didn't really see anything else worth mentioning. Uh, other than, um, what's her face? Marianne from Gilligan's Island died. 
So that's sad. Sucks. Oh my god. So did the um the how I don't know his name in real life, but the character and his name was Ozone in Break It. He died. Really? Ozone in what? That movie Break It. Breakdown. We call it breakdance over here. Yeah. He died. Same day. <clears throat> wow. A tragic day for sure. Talk about B movies. <laughs> yeah, that I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, probably showing my age. Yeah, definitely. But speaking of B movies, everybody. When that came out. How old were you? Ten. Nineteen eighty-four. Wow. Yeah, I was nine. Yeah, he was sixty. Oh my god! Fuck out! He was sixty-five. <laughs> you guys are so old. I got my youth. My my thirty-third birthday is next month. Oh. Enjoy. My, my, I turned 31 uh, three days ago. 45. 45, 30. I'm the 31st. See? It's fucking post-COVID. <laughs> it's post-COVID. Two plus two is seven. Oh, man. His brain is cooked. This is great. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, let's get on to our main topic uh, before George starts uh, sundowning on us. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we wanted to do some uh, some B movies, okay, and not like the buzzing kind that Shane likes to dress up as, um, but more <laughs> more along the lines of I won't say lower quality, but sort of lower hyped. You know, meant to uh, essentially originally the term came for when you'd go see a double feature. The B movie was always like the second tier one. The, uh, the the side B of a tape, if, if anyone remembers listening to cassettes back in the day. Um, it's sort of the little bonus you get on there. Uh, but nowadays, it kind of means any sort of like, I don't know, I'll say junky or goofy movie that wasn't primarily meant to be like a blockbuster. It's It gets a little dicey because so many horror movies are, you know, fit into the B movie mold. But um, But I figure we could go through a few of our maybe favorites and least favorites. I don't know. Um, let's see. Who wants to start, Mike? I mean, I watched two of them. All right. Was, okay. <laughs> well, my all-time favorite B-movie is Deadly Spawn, which we've talked about before on the podcast. Ooh. And yep. I, I absolutely love that movie so much. And it's so bad, but it's amazing. But the movie I wanted to talk about, one of the movies I wanted to talk about today, is a movie I've seen in the past before. And it did not age well for me. It's called uh, The Video Dead. It was made. Oh. In... <laughs> it was made. I had this on my list, actually. Oh, that's it's amazing. Awesome. So it was made 1987. It was directed by Robert Scott, who was a second, second assistant director for Dracula Dead and Loving It. He's been the assistant director on a bunch <laughs> of shows. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen. Yep. Dracula Dead and Loving It. He was the assistant director on House, Justified, Jag, all these like really long-term TV shows. Uh, it stars a bunch of people that are you have never heard of. One of them is actually a belly dancer, and a whole bunch of like famous like uh, actresses have gone to her to uh, study belly dancing. So, but uh, yeah, so so the movie, the plot is a delivery service drops off a crate to a house. The man in the house doesn't know what the crate is, but accepts it anyway. He opens the crate to find a television, and the man is a writer, and while on his typewriter, he hears the TV turn on. 
on the TV is an old zombie movie and the writer turns it off. The TV turns back on only to find the same zombie movie. So getting frustrated, the man unplugs the TV. In the middle of the night, the TV turns back on. But this time, guys, this time, the TV bursts into sparks and zombies emerge from the screen. They're coming out of the TV. It's like the ring, but shitty. So an unknown <laughs> shitty ring. <laughs> That's just a butthole, Mike. <laughs> this is a butthole. An unknown amount of time later, the delivery service returns to the house. Apparently, there was a mix-up, and the delivery service uh, wants to uh, pick the crate back up because the TV was supposed to go to a place that studies the occult. However, upon entering the house, they see the man with his throat slit, and he's got like a party hat on, and like. <laughs> he's got like a cigarette in his mouth like the zombies had fun with him before they killed him so sometime later a couple buys the home while those people are in saudi arabia their two children jeff and zoe are taking care of the house so jeff discovers the tv in the attic after hearing a voice calling his name they play with his mind and he sees a woman wanting to have sex with him in person like she's big big titty uh blonde comes out of the the tv and it's like she's about to like suck his dick and he's like, I can't believe this is happening. And then she like goes back in the TV and she like cock blocks him. She starts laughing at him and he's like, what the? So he closes his eyes and she returns to the TV. So on the TV, he sees a man called the garbage man who kills the woman and explains to Jeff what is happening. This is the only time this guy is in the movie. He just like gives some plot explanation and that's it. Meanwhile, the zombies from before who killed the guy are outside in the local woods terrorizing the local populace. So, long story short, this is a zombie movie, and the zombies come from the TV killing people. So, uh, what one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when Jeff meets April, who's a neighbor walking her poodle named Chocolate. So, he, he's raking leaves in the front of his house and invites her inside. She asks if she can take the dog off the leash because it's killing her arm. Uh, the dog escapes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little poodle, too. Uh, so the dog escapes, goes out into the woods, and runs into one of the zombies. They hear the dog yelp and immediately go looking for it. They come across the dog just laying on the ground. And, like, you could tell the camera pan before the, the dog could take a breath. <laughs> I was laughing. So uh, they hear the dog yell. Uh, yeah, so they come across the dog just laying on the ground. And Jeff, suge Jeff suggests it died of a heart attack. And April, knowing that poor little chocolate means a lot to her father, is panicking because she can't tell him that she took chocolate off the leash. So Jeff comes up with an idea saying, a neighbor threw a ball and the dog ate it, causing it to choke. And the April is like, well, that's not going to work. How, how, you know, it, there's no ball in his throat. And he goes, we could, we could put the ball in his throat. <laughs> and April goes along with this and she calls him later saying it worked. And the parents don't suspect the thing. And I'm like sitting here, Jeff's like the main character and he's like already super not likable. And, um, <clears throat> there's also a scene towards the end, like towards the climax where a character named Joshua is using Jeff as bait in the woods to lure the zombies over all Jeff. All Jeff has is a chainsaw and he's hanging from a tree. So Joshua uses these cheap looking arrows and takes out all these zombies, like except one. So Josh takes a mirror out and yells at the zombie saying, you're going to turn out like them if you don't leave. And instead of killing the zombie, he just lets it go free. So, uh, uh a little tidbit note here that I had, was uh, 
characters they die off camera the effects aren't that good and the acting is pretty bad besides the character zoe who's like giving it her all and i god bless her um also there was a supposed to be a sequel where the zombies pull humans into the tv instead of coming out however the director received the same budget as this and it never materialized so Son i mean of a bitch I, I mean this movie's not the worst i've ever seen it was kind of fun because the acting is pretty bad the effects kind of suck but the the characters are a little fun and poor little chocolate man <laughs> yeah i remember especially the the vhs of this um my uh my ex had a vhs copy of this but the tape was actually broken so we couldn't watch it but we'd talk about it like the whole time like oh what's that movie actually like it's a zombie coming out of a tv on the cover so um eventually we did come across another vhs copy picked it up and put it in we're like this is fucking terrible. Yeah. Oh, what a letdown. Um, but there is like, I know there's a high quality version of this. I think Scream Factory put it out on a double feature with Terror Vision, another TV based horror. Yeah, movie. you're right. They did. I forgot about that. I watched it. This is on Prime. So if, and if any of oh, you are a interested, quality movie on Prime, yeah, if any of you are interested, <laughs> it's that's on. When well, that girl asked about Prime movies, Mike, how come you didn't mention this one? <laughs> I don't want to recommend this. <laughs> Uh, oh man that's great uh george you want to go over one of yours yeah um one of mine is one that i remember i was so young when i first saw this it was was released in 1981 it looked like and came across as another yet alien spinoff you know ripoff type movie but it really wasn't but it was beyond awful it's a movie called Galaxy of Terror. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, the cast alone, it's got friggin' Erin Moran like from, you know, at that, at that time she was like really famous for Happy Days, Joni. And it actually has Robert Englund in it. It's got Sid Haig in it. it it's just an awful movie. Um, it, it actually, believe it or not, it's this is the movie where James Cameron and Bill Paxton actually met each other. James Cameron was like a second unit producer on this movie. And Bill Paxton was in charge of the wardrobe and costumes for this movie, which is kind of (laughs) weird. So the movie plays out. It's like a ship gets lost out in space and they, they kind of like land and they they come across this weird looking pyramid and the pyramid actually uses everybody's fears to kill them. So it's like uh, in the movie, like control, like like one of the pilots, he was like a control freak and he comes across like uh, a weird looking alien. And then, like, there was a spiritual person on there, and she comes across, like, a weird crystal that starts fucking with her and doing weird things. And one of the, the, like, the famous, like, if you want to call it a famous scene for this movie, um, I want to say it was Erin Moran's character, but she had a fear of worms. (laughs) And she gets attacked by, like, this pile of worms. And the pile of worms just strips off all of her clothes and they leave, and then a really huge, giant, maggot-looking worm appears and actually rapes her. 
That's a classic part, man. <laughs> the, wor- the worm it, raping the woman. It actually has to be seen to be believed. It's it's like <laughs> one of the most unbelievable, um, gross, grotesque, and even for back then, the special effects were awful. <laughs> and it just even the just the thought of being of watching a woman getting raped by a giant maggot was just <laughs> it was just beyond awful. If I remember right, there's a real high level of slime that's like all over her too. Yeah, yeah, She's like all slimed up, getting fucked by a worm. Yep, and the, the, it was like it was all dripping off of the worm, and it was like she was uh, her clothes mysteriously like disappeared. Like you can tell, like the this, this scene was filmed in like ten shots, and they didn't like rearrange everything the same way every single time. So it's like one take. It's like one shot in the movie, but you can tell it was done in like fifteen takes because everything's different. Like all of a sudden, the clothes are there, then the clothes are missing, then they're back, then she's got <laughs> some of them still on, then she, some of them are off again. It was just awful. But um, I actually have that in a, on a DVD that I pulled out of my basement and I watched it last week and. I remember, like, as a kid saying, wow, this is a really cool movie, and now it's just, like, this movie is garbage. It's absolute (laughs) trash. And I just found it interesting, too, that James Cameron actually worked on this movie with Bill Paxton, and it's just, I I never knew that. That's amazing. Uh, I I also like uh, Sid Haig's death in that. He's obsessed with, like, these, they're like boomerang ninja stars. Yeah. They're like spikes. (laughs) Yeah. And he throws them, and they cut his arms off. <laughs> yeah, any, oh, it's so terrible. Anybody that wants to have just like a total good time watching a movie and just feel bad that you actually watched it after, this is the one you want to watch. It's that bad, but yet that good. The worm scene alone is worth it. Oh, you have to watch it for the worm scene. <laughs> when I uh, met, <clears throat> I met Robert England, and uh, I was so starstruck. And I brought up to him, like, yeah, I was going to, you know, I was going to try to find something with Galaxy of Terror because at the time I didn't own it. And he went on like this five minute story about Galaxy of Terror that I'm sure was interesting, but I was so starstruck that I don't remember anything he said. (laughs) (laughs) But he was very happy to tell me about it. That's amazing. (laughs) He remembers me. How did he die? I don't remember that part. Oh, Robert England. Yeah, oh, you got me, man. I, even though I just watched it, I can't remember. I just watched it. <laughs> Again, you know, fucking COVID. Oh man, yeah, I know. I know. Even up up until Sid Haig died at the last convention I saw him at, he had Galaxy of Terror stuff to sign. <laughs> I'm like, yes, of course you would, Sid. <laughs> and it, to me, it's like only like like I feel like people like us like that are talking right now and some like really other like hardcore people that like watch movies and are horror fans would even know this movie exists oh it's great what's what's the other one that was made almost the same time also uh, uh roger roger corman it was galaxy of terror forbidden and, uh, world that's it forbidden world that's i always the get them mixed up yeah me too me too that one's way more alien like yeah like there's like one creature and it's like stalking people down yeah it was it was they all came out at the same time i was like forbidden world um galaxy of terror i think there was one called inseminoid or some shit like that seminoid right creature that's another one around the same time (laughs) yeah from the deep oh oh actually i just let me grab this 
I literally just got a package today from Diabolic DVD, and one of them is The Dark Side of the Moon, a 1980s alien ripoff movie <laughs> that I remember renting from a video store when we were like 12 years old, and there was a boob in it, and we fucking rewound, my buddies were over, we were having a sleepover, we rewound that part like a million times. That movie takes place on Earth, though, doesn't it? It's on the moon, I think. Is it on the moon? I thought that took place on Well, it's called the dark different. side of the moon, Mike. Come on. <clears throat> That's George. Mike, I'm sorry, Mike. George. <laughs> yelling I'm at, so yeah, used to yeah, yelling at Mike. Anything. And I'm the one feeling bad with post-COVID symptoms. <laughs> oh. No, mine's just normal dementia. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch that later. Now I'm excited about it. Oh my I hope that boob holds up. I have to bring it up. I know it's off-topic yet. It's kind of off-topic, but before Shane goes... I don't know if it's only news here or if you guys actually heard about it, but did you see they have a full-fledged Toxic Avenger remake going in and Peter Dinklage yeah, we, is the Toxic Avenger? We mentioned that like a week or two ago, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm like hoping that he's not the Toxic Avenger because I think he'd be way better as like, you know, the evil mayor or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I can't believe they're making that. It's fucking crazy. And I just hope that Lloyd Kaufman does something awful in the movie. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> I want to see Lloyd's head being splattered under a car. You know what I mean? Yeah, they gotta they gotta go all out with it. If they do do this, they have to go all out with it. Yeah, will they though? No, I don't think they can. No, they're watch gonna be PG thirteen. Oh, don't even say that. Which one was PG thirteen? Wasn't like Toxy three PG thirteen? One of them was. Yeah, it was yeah, either three, three or four. four. No, 4 was not. That was Citizen Toxie. That one is fucking crazy. That w- that was like post, you know, when Troma had its like little success range and then it went through a dip and then in like 2003, 2002 was Citizen Toxie when it was, they were like, "Oh no, we're going back to making really shitty movies." Oh. Uh, awesome. That was a great pick. All right, Shane, what do you got? I'm going to go completely off kilter with this. Um Class as a comedy horror musical. Um, this is 1975's The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh. Yeah, directed by Jim Sharman, written by Richard O'Brien and Jim Sharman, and featuring Tim Curry, Susan Sarandon, Barry Bostwick, amongst others. Um, <clears throat> this is the story of a young, clueless couple um, post um, wedding um, of their friends. On their way to go home, they're driving home, and basically the car breaks down or they get a flat tire and they find a mansion. And in the mansion, looking for somewhere to basically dry off, find a call, or get a phone and make a call to like some kind of pickup truck, um, they find that the house is in fact with a load of weirdos all dressed up in top hat and tails, odd makeup glittery shit and um they end up becoming um a, the main guests of the evening as dr frankenfurter is creating a monster um amongst his failed experiments and witness they are witness to all kinds of debauchery and nightmarish hell that they've never seen before and also happen to lose their virginity and um end up taking part in what can only be described as insane musical numbers. Um, 
And this is a, this. Uh, I remember watching this film thirty-one years ago for the first, thirty-two years ago for the first time. Uh, That's as old as George's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's. <clears throat> I was fifteen years old, and a friend of mine, Sam, who I did the YouTube channel with earlier uh, this week. He uh, basically said, yeah, let's watch this. And I was like, I've never seen this before. Didn't know what to expect. And it's really funny because I actually fell in love with it. And it's one of my favourite B-movies of all time. I, It's really quite, not. I'm not embarrassed to say this, but I know the words to all the songs. And <laughs> um, it is easily one of my favourite movie, like comedy horror musicals that I've ever seen. Um there's just some brilliant humour in it. It's Tim Curry is amazing, and it's really quite scary how good he looks in a fucking Basque and fishnet tights. You know, it's uh, really disturbing in that aspect. But <laughs> you know, disturbing slash exciting. Yeah, he pulls it off, <clears throat> and it's like everybody in the film they just managed to do an amazing job with it. Because obviously, it started life as a on stage musical um, in 1973. So it's uh, all the songs that are in the film were originally all on the stage production and most of the cast from the stage production are um, in the film as well. So it's got the authenticity of it of the, and it's got the, they've managed to capture the magic of the stage production as well. Um, but there are some hilarious scenes in it. I think uh, one of the favourite ones, one of my favourite ones is um, when they are basically all sitting around to have dinner. No, they're um, in the lab and uh, the freezer breaks and Meatloaf comes riding out on his put on his motorbike um, because he was one of the original failed experiments. And then he ends up getting hacked to death by Frankenfurter with an axe. Um which is brilliant. It's uh, also when they're all sitting around the table about to have dinner and they're just people literally just being thrown slabs of meat at each other. Um, and then it all goes tits up and they discover they're actually eating meatloaf. <laughs> now, Shane, in, in the UK, do they do like the, the midnight showings with people dressing up and everything? Yes, they do. Because I know I, they, every now and then you could catch one around here, at least in New Haven, they do them. Yeah. Um, and at the uh, the Scares the Care convention, every Saturday night, that's the midnight movie. They play that every Saturday night. That's awesome. But yeah, um, yeah, they see them all over here until COVID and shit. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they do the midnight screenings, and obviously they have the theatre production doing the round every few years as well. Oh, saw it a few years back and it's really funny I don't know if you're familiar with a guy with an actor called Jason Donovan um, but no no but basically he was in the TV show Neighbours from the 1980s um, he was more famed for doing that but essentially he was Frank and had a local celebrity called Nicholas Parsons who was the narrator stage show and it was amazing it was actually really good fun and um 
the film itself, I mean, just such a, it's got such a cult status, but it's so loved. Uh, even even the song "The Time Warp" was a big hit in the UK. So, Shane, are those dogs in the room with you? No, it's my fucking dogs. Oh. I'm gonna go close it. I'm gonna go close the door. Hang on. I don't have any fucking dogs. No, I know, but I thought because you have your window open sometimes, they sounded like they're so close. It's been fucking quiet. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Yeah. They are they are downstairs on the other side of the house. <laughs> Good it's lord! Fucking. They sounded like they had their own mics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking Actually, assholes. I'm surprised Zink hasn't chimed in on anything. Yeah. Yet. I'll tell you what's even funnier. Those two dogs, this entire podcast, were sleeping not three feet from me on the bed, and they woke up maybe ten minutes ago, walked downstairs, and started losing their minds. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. Where were we? I have never seen uh, that movie. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Correct. Yeah, I gotta say the same thing. If I did, it's just bits and pieces here and there. I've only I, I I've only seen it one time, like on DVD. It wasn't. I I want to go to one of those like theater shows, you know, and see it with like a big group of people. I'm see, never gonna I go think... to that because then they throw you on stage. And no. my anxiety cannot handle that. The <laughs> thing about the theatre show is you get the hardcore fans who pull out the newspapers because uh, there are scenes in the movie when Brad and Janet are walking in the rain towards the house and they've got a newspaper over their head and you've got other people around you in the audience squirting water pistols um, over the top to emulate the rain. And then there's like during the wedding scene at the beginning of the movie, people throw rice, um, all kinds of shit. You know, it's like all connected with the movie, and it's like everybody in the audience just participates. It's complete audience participation throughout the entire movie. That's great, though. I think that'd be a blast. I'd love to go see that. So much fun as well. It really is because obviously and- you get the you get the actors on stage getting you to get up and perform with them. So it's like you. They're egging you on to get up and dance and sing along to it as well, and it's really good fun. Man, all this hor- this talk about horror musicals makes me wish I picked uh, *Cannibal* the musical. Oh my god, that's brilliant! <laughs> we got to do a horror uh, musical episode, and I'll talk about *Cannibal*. All right, we'll put it on the list. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that's the only movie I had the chance to watch this week. Unbelievable. I know. Come on, Shane. You know, just talking about that movie, though, it's like, at this point, I'm just wanting movie theaters to come back at all. Yeah. Uh, we were, Elise <clears throat> and I were talking about that today. We're going for a walk, and we were like, I go, oh, should we should we get HBO Max for a month so we could watch Wonder Woman? Because we're like, oh, we, we kind of want to see it. And then she's like, well, how much does it cost? I'm like, I don't know, like 15 bucks a month? I have no idea. And she goes, well, if we went to the movies, it would be $15 per ticket. And like a popcorn and everything else, I go, huh? Eh, it's yes yeah. and no. If you get AMC A list, like I got, I had, I was paying twenty five a month. AMC A list. Well, well, excuse me. Oh no, I'm just saying, it's twenty five bucks a month, and you can see. I don't think they'd sell me the A list. They'd give me like AMC D list. <laughs> well, that's the. I mean, you could you could sign them for whatever you want, <laughs> but uh, it's twenty five bucks a month. You could see three movies every week. You know what the thing with HBO Max is? I think it's one of the highest <clears throat> priced streaming subscriptions. And 
up until Wonder Woman, none of them have been 4K. They don't have. They didn't support 4K streaming. Wonder Woman is the ah, first right. movie. I, I don't. I don't have 4K anything, so I'm good. It's just weird though. Like it's the highest um, priced streaming app, and it doesn't have any options for that at all. Now, let me ask you this though: Does Full Moon Online offer 4K <laughs> streaming of their, of their quality movies? That's a good question. I'd like to know that myself. <laughs> so I listened to this. I I watched a. Uh, I'll talk about it. It's my second movie that I picked, but um, I watched a movie uh that was is distributed by Full Moon anyway. In the beginning of the Blu-ray, um, Charles Band comes on and he's literally like doing a sales pitch for whatever Full Moon Online streaming. And it, what's so funny about it is that you could tell this is like a hundred percent off the cuff. Like it's not like planned out. No lawyers signed off on this. It's just Charles Band going off, and he's like, he's like, listen, you go on Netflix, they don't carry any of our any of our movies. <laughs> Netflix is not cool anymore. He's like, you want you want the full moon experience. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, it's great, though. I was laughing the whole time because he was like, what are you going to do? Go to Blockbuster? Blockbuster's closed. There are no Blockbusters. And I'm like, this is like, you can't be like naming brands on your fucking, on your Blu-ray. I'd well, sign up for Full Moon Online. I'd watch Subspecies and like one Puppet Master and then I'd dude, cancel six it. $6.99. That's not bad. You, you do that for one month? Come on. How many Full Moons can you squeeze in? <laughs> you know, I think some... One of the bigger directors did that a couple of weeks ago. Just went off, and it was—I uh, think it was Dennis. Uh, how are you saying his last name? Villanueva. Villanueva. Yeah, he went off about the deal with HBO and Warner Brothers. Cause, oh, really? Because Dune is is going right to that. It's a Warner oh, Brothers movie. There's and no way you off. could just see that in the the like your living room. There's no. No. Way. What about Godzilla and Kong? I mean, how... oh my god, I know. I I specifically I don't go to a lot of movies. The you know the last Godzilla movie, I'm like I have to see this in a movie theater. It's got to be huge. Yeah, and they're doing another Mad Max. They're doing a prequel called Furiosa. That was just like greenlit. Like, there's no way you could just sit around and just like watch Mad Max, like a newest Mad Max. <laughs> oh, I could do that. Really? Uh, oh yeah. I don't think I can. No way. I mean, if you're so here's the thing, though, when I think Mad Max, I, I think of like the first two movies and especially the first one that's like so slow paced yeah. and it's like a half a car chase. <laughs> but um, I don't know. You saw the yeah, newest I, I Mad can... Max, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, it was okay. fantastic. A visual spectacle. So, you know, not is George throw... Miller involved in it. Wait, what? Yes. Yeah, he is. Oh, he's still he's directing the new one. Yeah, he's directed yeah. all of them, I think. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's got to be like 400 years old. Well, he, he was having trouble with, I think, Warner Brothers because they didn't like pay him <laughs> like all of his money. And he's like, well, I'm not going to make another one. And the uh, what's her face from uh, the witch and New Mutants and all that. Um, I forget her name. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But she's like a picture of her face. Yeah, I forget her name. She's such split. She's so good. Uh, um, but um, she's supposed Anna Taylor. Yeah, Joy. Anna Taylor Joy. She's supposed to be Furiosa. Really? So, yeah, supposedly. Yeah, I I'm down for that. Myself, I can't see myself settling to watch um, Godzilla vs. Kong at home. <laughs> I mean, I will if I have to. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, me too. I mean, my setup, I love my setup. I have a great setup. and I, I would totally enjoy it, but 
the fact of seeing that in a theater, it, I mean, it's meant to be seen there. It's oh yeah, I I made Elisa go see the last one. I'm like, we have to go see this. She's like, I don't want to. I don't want to keep like furthering this because I know this is so off topic. But I mean, even seeing like the newest Avengers in the theater, and when uh, I don't know, I should I say spoilers, I guess, but like the the part where Captain America, yeah, everyone's seen Avengers. Captain America picks up Thor's hammer and he just starts. Oh my god, Mike, dude, that theater. You just made me come. (laughs) Seriously, that (laughs) theater flipped and especially since i when i uh val and i saw rogue one in the theater and then the end with darth vader and you just hear like his breathing and you see his red lightsaber light up and he's just like force throwing all these people around i like looked at val I'm like this is the greatest scene i have ever seen i don't think i'd get that way just watching those movies at home totally i will, I will say this though i have watched that captain america scene you're talking about like just going online and like every time it comes up on Reddit, somebody like posts a link yep. to it or something. I go and I watch it and I literally sit there and get goosebumps all over. Again. I got I'm goosebumps like, just talking about it. Oh God, he, got, he has a hammer. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the theater experiences, uh, I miss it. I miss it. All. I mean, it's been almost a year since I, I've actually able to see it. the last movie I saw was Bad Boys for Life in the theater. That was the last. The last movie. one. Last one I saw was The Invisible Man. Uh, the last film I saw would have been actually, yeah, it would have been Bad Boys for Life. Oh, the last one I saw was New Mutants, and that came out like <laughs> they like briefly opened up theaters again, and they were cleaning everything off. Val and I saw Peninsula and New Mutants in the theater, but before that, it was like it was terrible. It was The Grudge, which we hated, The Lodge, which I loved. And then uh, Invisible Man, which we both didn't like too much. And I was like, man, what a crappy year for theater going, you know? I'll tell you I'll tell you what I miss. Because in, in my town, uh, Connecticut Cult Classics hosts their movies. And every month, I'd get to see a double feature of some fucking amazing schlock. And I haven't gone to... With a sold-out crowd, he would sell out every fucking show. So you're going to see, you know, whatever... Um, Lady Terminator with a theater <laughs> packed full of people. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, Maximum Overdrive. That was one of the best theater going experiences I've had. I saw it was like last year we went and it, we everyone laughed so hard in the theater. Uh, it's so good. I, I miss that shit so bad. Well, every year Val and I would go to uh, the Terror in the Isles, which was a 24 hour horror film festival. And it's like it's always like sold out. It's jam packed in this old Chicago like movie theater, and you get yeah. people there. They come and they do like signings and stuff. There's merch everywhere. And couldn't go this year. Couldn't go last year because of Val's injury. It's like it's just unbelievable. I'm and missing you, that so much. You talk about New Mutants. I actually did watch that last week, and I just thought it was piss poor. Yeah, it was pretty fucking terrible. Um, I also yeah. watched Wonder Woman last week, and that was marginally better. Yeah, I heard that wasn't too good at all. Yeah, I know. Everyone's I'm hearing mixed things. I've heard everything from it's the worst movie ever to it's fantastic. So. I wouldn't say it was the worst movie ever. I am. I still that prize still goes to evil. Um, but, uh, no, it, it's all right. It's got some good fight scenes in it. Um, you know, I didn't mind it. I heard it's got really bad CGI. There's a couple of scenes that are really bad. Yeah. That, that's, that's surprising. True. That's very surprising. They have all the money in the fucking world. That's crazy. And they had all the time in the world. Yeah. Yeah, right. Right, right. It got delayed from when it was supposed to come out? August or September? Yeah. And the fact the movie was set in 1984, there's barely any 80s music on it. 
Oh, that's disappointing. Yes. But yeah. Kristen Wiig's a tiger. Cheetah. Cheetah. <laughs> tiger. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, let's get this fucking disaster back on track here. A nice little theater complaining sidebar. Uh, all right, let me go to my first movie, fellas. So... Uh, when you said B movies, when I think of like a like a uh, a B movie, I'm thinking of something that's like sometimes like George had mentioned, it's a rip off of another movie, or it like tries to take advantage of another movie that had come out, and it usually has a few names that you recognize, but never really like super big names, or or they'll be big names from like 40 years ago, you know. Um, so I picked for my first B movie, 1978's The Bees, and. <laughs> I know, I know, I did it. <laughs> directed by Alfredo Zacharias, uh, who also directed Demonoid. Uh, it stars some great B-movie fodder. You've got John Saxon, R.I.P. Um, horror legend John Carradine. Like, why are you in this, John Carradine? He just happens to show up. For the pay- and, uh, what's that? For the paycheck. That's mm-hmm. right. And uh, Angel Tompkins plays our lead woman in it. Um so basically, in the 1970s, George and Shane, you'll probably both remember this. Uh, it was bee stuff was all the rage. The, uh, the Africanized killer bees, which is like a real thing, um, had made it to South America and were like spreading like wildfire. And the big news was they were going to make it up to the United States, and it was going to be the end of the world yeah. when these killer bees made it to the United States. Uh, I even remember watching this like little documentary show narrated uh, narrated by Leonard Nimoy. Like explaining this problem. It's not like a movie. This was like a documentary. So it's sort of a real thing, but it never really ended up happening. Or some of them made it up to like Texas and stuff, and they never made it any further than that. I don't know. Um, But like back in the day, you'd get movies like The Swarm starring Michael Caine, who was huge at the time. Like that was like a big production movie. The Savage Bees, The Killer Bees, Terror Out of the Sky, Invasion of the Bee Girls. Like it was Bee City. Um, so this movie falls into that bee hype, I guess. And um, these bees are down in South America, and there's an American couple down there studying them, trying to make them less deadly. And a father and son break into this, like, research compound, and they try to steal the honey from the killer bees, which is really funny because the father's, like, going up, and he's there's, like, one section that's all, like, fenced off, and it's got a lock on the door. And he goes, I bet they keep all the re- all the good honey behind the lock. <laughs> so he breaks in there, and they're immediately attacked by these bees. And it's so funny because it's like a like it's the seventies. So what they're doing is literally throwing buckets of bees on them, <laughs> and like it's this little kid just being hit with a fistful of bees is absolutely hilarious. I don't know why. So they run off. The little kid ends up dying. And the villagers all gather together to attack the uh, the couple researching the bees because they're like, oh, you this is your fault. You did this. You unleashed the bees. And they're like, no, we didn't do this. The bees were already here. We're just studying them, trying to get rid of them. And the people lose their shit and set fire to the whole place, killing the husband researcher. And the wife manages to escape. So she makes it to New York and she snuck some bees onto her suitcase for, because she's like a researcher, I guess. I don't know. And when she makes it to New York, after a failed rape attempt, her attackers accidentally let the bees out of her bags and like get swarmed and killed by them. And so the woman says, oh, I can't stay in this hotel. So she goes to stay with John Saxon. 
And within 10 minutes of her getting to John Saxon's apartment, not only is she not wearing any pants, but he's helping her tie a karate gi, the top part of a karate gi around her waist with like a black belt. And she's like, why do you have this? John Saxon's like, I do karate, of course. (laughs) Um, So a lot, a good portion of the movie is scientists and politicians all discussing like the bee problem and how to handle it. And there's one scene in particular that's hilarious where there's a big board meeting and I don't know if it's supposed to be the UN or what, but there's like a representative from every country. There's like, you know, somebody from Iran and then there's somebody from Sweden and France and like all these different countries are all lined up and they start arguing about bees and honey and like, oh, we should get the profits and we should do this and we don't want to be involved. The Americans are going to get us killed. And John Carradine literally has a jar of killer bees and he sm- knocks it off the table and smashes it on the ground. And at this point, John Carradine, I don't know exactly how old he was when he filmed this movie. He looks like he's 150. <laughs> and the bees start swarming everywhere and attacking the members of the UN. And they run out of the room screaming and he's just like smiling. But he's one of the good guys. He's not like a mad scientist or anything. He's just an asshole. Um, so the rest of the movie is like a lot of clips of people dealing with the bees. You see the big swarms coming, blotting out the sun, attacking people on the beach. There's, for some reason, there's a, a cutaway that has Gerald Ford riding in a parade. And it actually is Gerald Ford. Oh, my God. I'm like, <laughs> what? Why the fuck is Gerald Ford in this movie? And... Um, yeah, the it, the movie doesn't really ever hit any high parts. My favorite part, personally, is when some assassins come in to kill John Carradine because he discovered someone uh, stealing research money that was supposed to be spent on bees, but somebody's embezzling it, and they send some assassins to kill John Carradine, and uh, John Saxon gets into a kung fu fight with the uh, with one of the assassins. So that's great. That's a highlight for me personally. But other than that, all around, the special effects are kind of dicey. Like, when you compare this movie to, say, The Swarm, which is, like, the big-budget version, The Swarm is, like, a million times better. It has, like, great effects, uh, a billion more bees, like, just buckets and buckets of bees being dumped on people. It's one of those movies that you could see their bodies covered in, like, swarming bees, and you just don't even know how... The, like it, it looks worse than any Fear Factor you've ever seen. This one is much, much more mild. You know, you see some bees stuck on people, but it's never like that effect that you're worried someone's going to suffocate on bees. So, but yeah, that's uh, this 1978 one, The Bees. Uh, I enjoy it. Um, Vinegar Syndrome has an excellent Blu-ray out, great quality. And yeah, that's about it. I'm sure you can find it around online somewhere. Cool. Which one of those bee movies was the one at the end they took care of the bees by luring them into the silver dome and turning the air conditioner on really low and they froze them? Which oh man, I want to say which that one might be was the that? Savage Bees. That one's not reminding me. I know they've done that. They've done stuff like this before with ant movies too. Uh, All I remember is they had, and the bees were coming in through the vents in the car, and the car stalled out, and they they had to get it into the Silver Dome in Detroit. Oh, well, they they do that bees in the vents of the car stalling in this one as well, but it doesn't end in the Silver Dome. Yeah, that's what happened. They they got the entire swarm 
into the Silver Dome. They lured him with the car somehow, and then once they were all in the Silver Dome, they cranked up the air conditioner, and it made all the bees, you know, just like, boom, done. <laughs> nice. I mean, they're all good in this. You know, any of these 70s bee movies, they're uh, – I have a soft spot for all of them. I, I tend to get them mixed in my head because they're pretty much all the same. Bees attack. Scientists have to figure out what to do and, uh, you know, move on from there. But, yeah, they're good, man. I, 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 I like the goofiness, and my favorite part is literally seeing these actors – covered fucking head to toe in bees and you're like wow what the fuck yeah that's... the fact that they do that uh all right who's got next mike you got another one yeah but man you guys had some exciting ones and this one's kind of boring but uh there's another one i wish i would have talked about and i forget the name of it even though i just watched it like last week but it's about like this woman who gets possessed by a ninja and man, I'm really uh, kicking. That's, that's Ninja Three: The Domination. No, not that one. Uh, Come on, it has to. No, be. There's I'm another sorry. woman gets, possessed by a ninja movie. She, yeah, she gets possessed <laughs> by a samurai. Oh, Blood Rage. Uh, it is. It is. Not Blood Rage. Blood something. Blood. Right? Blood beats. Blood Beats, yeah, that's what it I was. I wish I would have talked about that, but it's I really didn't want to watch that again. Um, <laughs> that movie was... she. This mother gets possessed by a samurai warrior, and she's like... Uh, I think she's going around killing people, and it's just it's fucking terrible. Um, but the movie I'm talking about is called The Last Slumber Party. Um, it was directed by Steven Tyler... Not that Steven Tyler, but it was <laughs> and directed by a Steven Tyler. And uh, JustWatch.com said it was on Prime Video, but JustWatch.com lied to me. And it wasn't available in my region. And I do have a VPN, and I did not want to keep going to different regions to find The Last Slumber Party. So it is on YouTube for free. But I'm going to warn you, it's a very shitty VHS rip. And it keeps going out like the, the tracking on it's awful. And it just goes to that blue screen where it just says play on it. And I'm like, oh, my. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty dated. Um, so the movie stars a bunch of people that you'll never know. Uh, the plot uh, the movie starts off with 80s hair metal and a dude in scrubs is stalking a woman with a scalpel. He runs away when she screams. We then go to a high school classroom where a group of guys are talking about how they want to bang a classmate. They see a nerdy guy messing with one of the skeletons because it's like science class. And they call him over by calling him Science. Like, that's his nickname. They're like, hey, look at Science. He's such a douchebag. Um, and he goes over to the table and they all like they all act like he's his friend. And he's like, hey, guys. He's like, I synchronized my watch. And uh, summer break summer break begins in 10 seconds. And they count all oh the way. Oh my god, I have I have seen this movie. I know <laughs> of I've seen this movie. Of course you have. Um, Wait, I gotta look this up. How the fuck am I? I don't know how you've seen this. I thought I was going to the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, he's what like, the fuck? he's Why like, yeah, seen this. I remember that specifically. What you're saying, <laughs> according to my watch, and he's like, spring break seconds. starts, and in... he's like, four. He <laughs> said he synchronized it to the school clock, which I don't know how he did that. 
But um, oh my god, Mike, it is on Amazon Prime. Is it? It didn't come up on mine, so it's not available. Riff my... Tracks, oh, the last yeah, yeah. slumber party. That's that was and one. Of my that's notes. how I've seen it. <laughs> that was one of my notes. God, God bless. <laughs> I gotta watch that version because I watched the non-Riff Tracks version, and I was just riffing it by myself in my head. So he synchronizes his watch for the school clock and counts down to ten seconds until summer break begins, and then we get uh, a. Uh, shot outside of all these high school girls amped up on how they're gonna have a, a slumber party and you know there better not be any drinking or any guys coming over so then we cut to a hospital where two doctors are talking about a troubled patient oh my god i've been holding that in for a while i apologize um yeah so the two doctors are talking about a troubled patient who tried choking the doctor in the past he says he would kill anyone who tries taking part of his brain and the doctors go into the room, say the patient has surgery scheduled for the following morning and leaves. It's revealed that there is no one in the bed and the patient is gone. He used blankets and made it, made it look like he's still sleeping. <laughs> like, like, I guess no one else has checked on him. Um, so the slumber party begins, but the girl's parents are still home. Like they have a slumber party where they're drinking and they're in high school. And they're going to do drugs. And, like, the parents are just still around. And uh, Maybe they're really cool. Yeah, I guess. And the, the dad is the doctor you've seen in the previous scene. So now he's just home. And the dad turns down the music. And the girls hear that a man is going around killing people on the radio. I guess the former patient of the hospital is on a killing spree. Killing people with a scalpel on the streets. And he just slits everybody's throat throughout the whole movie. Um... He finds the house and begins stalking the girls and the guys from the school come over and they crash the slumber party. And the movie really just turns into like a typical, really shitty slasher after this. Like they make you think that the killer is one person, but it's not. It just looks exactly like him. And the guy playing the maniac is actually the director of this movie, Steven Tyler. And uh, the guy who plays science the, the character of science, he is actually, he was a producer on The Simpsons from 1996 to 2012, and he won three Emmys, which surprised me. Jesus. Um, yeah, it was really cool. So there's also music playing over the dialogue in a lot of the scenes, and you can't hear it at all. Like, the music <laughs> is, like, they're just playing, like, 80s hair metal over and over again. And, like, while the people are speaking, and I literally couldn't hear it. There's also a ton of anti-gay, like, name-calling in this, for those that get offended by that sort of thing. There's the 80s, man. Yeah, yeah, but, like, you think <clears throat> that you heard a lot of this, but there's a ton of it in here. Like, the, the director's got to be, like, insecure. Um, <laughs> like, for example, there was a line where after one of the characters dies, the girl's like, you homo, you took the bedspread. Then while she still can't find him, she's like, where are you, queer bait? And then yells out the window. She's like, where are you, fag? And I'm <laughs> like, what? This all happens in like one scene. <laughs> like, And it <laughs> happens throughout the whole movie. There's so much of it. Um, was it just that character? Maybe she was being really homophobic. It's 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 her character mainly, but they all do it. And I was like, what is going on here? It was like even a lot for like, I would say even the 80s. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just like a typical slasher. And uh, the guy who's the killer has like a hospital mask, like obviously like the mask we wear now. 
and he and you just hear him breathing a lot while he's slitting people's throats and uh it's oddly really slow and it just gets into really weird territory there's a dream sequence that doesn't make any sense where one of the girls thinks everyone's trying to kill her and <laughs> there's a scene where one of the girls is talking on the phone to her friend and instead of inserting the voice over the phone in post production which I don't think there was a post-production. You can tell the other girl is just in the same room with her and you can barely hear the, hear her because she's just she's like yelling in the background. She's literally just off camera. And like, you can hear the main actress speaking into the phone, but the person she's talking to is like, you can't even hear. She's just off camera. You could tell like they're in the same room. And I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> but yeah, so I would not recommend this. It's called, uh, what I say, The Last Slumber Party. And mm. it's on YouTube. And if you, I would suggest watching the Rip Tracks version of it. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you, though, I don't remember this one being good. <laughs> it's like, not. Like, I know I've, I've seen it because that, that beginning part, you, when you mentioned the guy counting down, I'm like, I know I've seen this. I have definitely seen this. But, uh, yeah, it might be one of those ones where they really just like it's so bad they just don't have like a lot to mention because nothing happens. Yeah. <clears throat> Can't say I've seen this one, George. You ever you ever catch up to this one before? <laughs> no, but I think I'm gonna have to find it now. <laughs> well, I could recommend a great copy on YouTube. I just want <laughs> to play just, video blue screen. There is just between that and and the scene you're describing where the the chick is on the phone and the person she's talking to you can tell is in the same room that so I, I have to, i have to see that it's ridiculous <laughs> i've never seen that in a movie before i was really taken off I, like i paused it and i just held my head i'm like are you serious <laughs> they thought this is okay yeah this will work <laughs> yeah we're not gonna have time later to edit this so let's just do this this way and yeah that's another thing the edits are real weird like for example, they like sit down to watch like this horror movie on TV and they just cut to the uh, the girl sitting on the couch turning on the TV and they cut to a looks like a completely different movie and it's just like a guy holding a gun in front of a door and he goes one two and then the zombie breaks through the door and it and it looked like it was cut to a different movie but it's like them watching TV. Like there's like no proper edit to to show that she's watching TV. And for a second, I was like, wait, what happened? And then it's just like her watching TV. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Sounds like a mess. Yep. Oh, man. All right. Um, Shane, you said you didn't have another one, right? No, I don't. All right, George, let's go to you. You got another one for us? I don't have another one, but I have two. I don't have another that one. <laughs> I tried to watch recently in their newer movies that you wouldn't basically classify them as a B movie, but they're fucking awful. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Awful. <laughs> the first one is like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes somehow. I don't know how. Um, what? But yeah, it's like 92% and it's on Netflix. And it's called Await Further Instructions. This movie... I've never heard of this. <laughs> ...is fucking awful. If it's still on Netflix, you guys have to try this one. It's a it's a British movie. Nothing against you, Shane. Um, and it's, it's set in a family's house on Christmas. 
um, the brothers and sisters and like their the sister's boyfriend come over and just, they're just doing Christmas. There's a grumpy grandfather. It's got like an art house type of feel to it, like an A24 type of feel to it. So I, I had high hopes when I started watching it and I saw it was like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. But then it just goes like far left. And the next thing you know is they can't get out of the house. Everything they try to look out of the house, like the, the windows, like it seems like there's a big metal plate over every window. They open up the door and try and get out and there's a, a big metal plate on the door, but it's like kind of like a living material type shit. And it's just weird. I'm like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden the TV starts telling them what to do. Like words come up on this TV and it says, you know, something like you got, you are in quarantine status and everybody, then the family starts like panicking and trying to listen to the radio and see what's going on. And you don't know what the fuck is going on. And it says, um, one of the points that comes up, it says someone is infected. And then, before you know it, as soon as it says that, they start talking about, oh, my God, it must be like a biological attack or something. The government has us um, secured so we're safe in the house and this and that. And then they hear like a thud. And the thud they hear is something fell down the chimney and it was a, a box of hypodermic needles. Oh, and, and it said and, and it, on the TV changed and it said must use needles to prevent infection. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then they start like arguing amongst each other. It's like, do we? I, oh my god, one of them. We have to do this. We have to do this. I'm like, you're in your house. There's metal plates blocking all your windows. A mysterious box of hypodermic needles falls in the your fucking chimney, and you're gonna put that shit in your arm? <laughs> what are we doing here? And then it gets to an argument. Like the father's like an old like like a like a hard ass and he was in like the army or some shit or worked for the government and he's like no we really got to do this we really got to do this and then they they take the needles and then they let the, the, the fucking grandfather do it first and he does it first <laughs> and then he's like oh see nothing's wrong everything's it's, it's perfectly fine and then all of a sudden he starts like like uh shaking and convulsing and he starts puking up black stuff and then he dies and then after all that, everybody else is like, "Well, we may not have the that we might not have that happen to us. We really have to follow these instructions." So they all willingly just put needles in each other and they inject themselves with the shit. And then it just keeps the, the TV just goes throughout the whole movie, like telling them to do different things, and they do it. It ends up being where it tears the family up, and then there's huge fights in the family and. Of course, you know, they start arguing. There's accidental deaths where they're fighting and, you know, the father stabs the mother in the neck by accident out of a fit of rage. And then it gets really weird. That's when you find out there's like a pulsating fucking thing living inside the TV. And there's shit like living inside the walls. And it's making them do all this stuff through text through a fucking TV set. <laughs> but it's 90% on Rotten Tomatoes with like, <laughs> 80, like 88 reviews or 90 reviews in. And I'm like, what? what? It's insane. I, I'm like, I was all excited to watch this movie. 
it was it's I think it's still on Netflix. I challenge you guys to watch this and make oh, it to God. the end. I made it to the end and just when you thought it could not get any worse, the ending is <laughs> one of the worst I've seen in recent memory for a new movie. It is that bad. And I'm looking it up looking it up on like Google right now on YouTube, like if you type it in, it's there's so many videos for this movie that say await oh, further instructions, ending explained. And I never actually bothered to oh, look it up. No. I never actually bothered to look <laughs> it up. But now I am really fucking curious to see this ending explained to me. Oh it, my god. The camera pans out basically, and it shows every house just encased in this metal stuff. And it, a big tentacle thing comes out of the TV. The, the, the real, like the villain of the movie, is that ends up being the father, and he's dead. And like this tentacle thing comes up out of the TV, and it goes into the back of his head. And tentacles come out of his nose and his and his mouth, and it lifts him up. It reminded me; it's a total ripoff of the Doctor from Hellraiser Two. Mm-hmm. Total ripoff. That's what it looked like, and then. It keeps going, and I want to say, if I remember correctly, that um, when all the dust settled after the main character kills the father, whatever with whatever was possessing him with the tentacle and shit, the the TV explodes and there's a baby. <laughs> what? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that it's awful. Is, you were saying about ripoffs. That sounds like a. Uh... A 90s movie I watched called, called Colobos. Any of you guys seen that? I, heard, I think so, yeah. It was made It was made 1999. All these people, uh, these like teenagers are all excited because uh, they're about to be on a reality show. So they go to this house and then they realize that they're locked in because all the steel is around this house. And the house is like trying to kill them. But what George was describing, it sounds like this movie mixed with Saw and then like has an ending like 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> it, it, this movie is so freaking awful. I think I would rather just watch uh, Hellraiser 2 and then 2001 A Space Odyssey. I can't, I gotta say, I can't wait to watch this, though. Well, you sold me on it, Yeah, George. seriously. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go check Netflix. <laughs> according to, according to Google, it's still on Netflix. Oh, what was God. the other movie? Wait for further instructions. I, I, if you guys watch this, I am dying to hear your thoughts on this movie. <laughs> it is. I was thinking of you guys when I watched it. Honestly, it was. It's just. It's. It's head scratching. And then when you factor in like what it is on Rotten Tomatoes, and Ugh. it's just. It. It. I can't explain it. I'm like I don't understand how this movie is rated so high. It's. Okay. Just, it's just god awful. It's only got a 4.8 in IMDb. That seems a little more uh 7,000 votes, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's bad. Jesus. It's really bad. All right, I'm going to have to put this on the list. <laughs> what was the other movie you had? You said you watched it, too. Uh, that, you know what? Fucking COVID thing. Uh, what the hell was the other one? Uh, wait further. Oh, They Live Inside Us. A movie called They Live Inside Us. Inside Us. This movie has the B-movie feel from the very beginning. It's a movie that wants to pretend like it has the 80s feel to it. Um, even the poster. The poster is amazing. The poster. For this oh, wow. Movie, that, 
That is a great poster. Right? It's got the jack-o'-lantern and a skull. Yeah. The poster for this movie and the description of the movie, I'm like, oh, I'm all in on this shit. So I rented that on oh, Voodoo. I actually paid to see this on Voodoo, and I couldn't make it past a half hour. I turned wow. it off. It is awful. <laughs> awful. It's a guy that goes to a supposedly haunted house because he wants to jog his um, writer's block because he's a writer so he can write better stories. And, and he's got a daughter that has uh, like polio or something and she's on crutches and she can't walk. And I'm like, wow, this is going to be a good premise. I'm like, you know, I like the way they're setting this up. Like, the house is haunted and there's going to be crazy shit going on. You have the, the daughter, she can't really get around. And, you know, it's setting it up to be like, you know, like it's going to be like a pretty dramatic and pretty scary movie. Let me tell you, it starts off like he sits down, he starts writing his first story, and it shows you like the words on the screen. And it's his thoughts. And then all of a sudden, it just it changes from the words on the screen to a movie of what he's actually trying to write. And he is like a he ends up being like a terrible, terrible, terrible writer. So you, you end up watching the worst B-movies you can possibly think of as this guy is trying to write them. It is that bad. It's it funny. One of the... On the fly. It changes on the fly. Like the first one was a serial killer. And he's like, serial killer is walking down. He's wearing a mask. And it, you, you see like the a foggy street and a killer, like somebody walking behind a girl. And then it cuts to the killer and he's got the mask on. Then it cuts to him back, and he's he, he deletes mask, and then it says um, bunny mask. Then it cuts back to the video, and the guy doesn't have like a hockey mask on anymore, but he's got a bunny mask on. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and then he's like, no, no, not a not a bunny mask. It's no mask. He's just the form. Then it cuts back to the movie again, and the killer's chasing this chick, and he has no mask on, but he's just the form. And he keeps making all these changes that he doesn't like, and as it's showing you the story, it keeps changing. It's awful, hmm. awful. But it's I, got B movie '80s. It even has like some tracking things like thrown into it. Oh like no! That Come on, it is that bad. That that one you have to pay for. I don't want you guys watching that one. But the uh, <laughs> according to IMDb, the budget was only ten grand. It shows. One of the user reviews, I'm going to read it because it's short. It's gave it one star, and they said, worst horror movie ever with no horror at all. And she goes on to say, or he goes on to say, don't watch it. I was waiting for the scary part the whole time, and it just ended. I was like, what the hell? Where's the horror in this bad show? It shouldn't be included in horror genre. It's just a waste of time. <laughs> it, it is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Wow. I turned it off. Wow, I high praise. I could not make it. I know you guys, knowing you guys, you're going to give it a try, but. I, I, yeah, I'll have Shane check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, it is that bad. The other one, though, I definitely want you guys to give it a try because it's free and it's on Netflix and it's just utter garbage. And if you can make sense of it and tell me what it means. So I don't have to watch one of these fucking videos on YouTube about it. <laughs> that would be better. Yeah, we'll talk about but, our next episode, our hundredth episode. We'll it'll just be dedicated. Yeah, that's what we'll focus on. Yeah, that one. Yeah. But that movie too on Rotten Tomatoes is like eighty percent or some shit like that. 
the last time I watched. Oh my god! And I just don't see it. I, I can't figure out how. Yeah, well, I watched that movie. You wait further instructions a while back, actually. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> you um, seen it? You seen it? No, it's as bad as you say it is. It oh really... my god! I can't believe you seen it. <laughs> I watched it. I was bored one night, and I was I was perusing Netflix, and I thought to myself, I need to watch something entertaining. And I thought, I watched I watched the opening five minutes. Usually, I watch five minutes of a film if it grabs me, I'll carry on watching it. And the first five minutes caught my caught my attention, and then it just progressively got worse and worse and worse. And then I was so compelled to watch it to, to the end, I actually thought to myself, Jesus Christ, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> Do you understand the ending? No. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I didn't get it. I sat there and I watched it and I was like, what the fuck is this all about? Awful, awful movie. I am. I can't believe you've seen that piece of shit. That movie was disturbingly <laughs> awful. And it just made no sense. Like, you have characters in these movies and you always like you roll your eyes because the decisions they make just are like, oh my God, are you kidding me? A bucket of hypodermic needles falls down your chimney, telling you, and a TV is telling you to put them in your arm, and you do it. I thought, I thought some of the characters in it were just completely unlikable. They were all awful. Yeah, all of them were. Not even the kid who was supposedly like the savior kind of thing, trying to save everybody. What a load of bollocks! I've never seen so much shit in all my life. It almost had like a mist ripoff to it too. Like they were confined to their house and there was things outside because they did like a, an actually kind of like inventive thing where they wanted to see like if they can see outside the house. So I, Shane, correct me if I'm wrong. Did they not remove the fucking toilet bowl from the bathroom yes, and put did. a put a video camera down the pipe with a string? And then you what? Yeah, and then and like. And then you see like these things flying around and shit in between the walls of the house. Somehow, like they were able to see in between the walls of the house by removing the toilet bowl from the fucking bathroom and like oh, shimmying a, a fucking camera, a cell phone. It was a cell phone they used. They used a cell phone with the video. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you just see a, a shit. If you like, fished, a, fished a fucking cell phone down a toilet pipe. I've replaced toilets at the hotel all the time. And even at the hotel, like, I could not get my phone in there. <laughs> There's no way. I've tried. I've tried. <laughs> well, was that before or after you put a hypodermic in your arm that fell down your chimney? Oh, after. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was shit. Guys gotta watch it. I'm telling you. Shane and I cannot be the only ones on this podcast that suffered through that fucking movie. I can't believe you've watched this, Shane. Uh, after all the stuff I've tried to get you to watch, you watched this one. Hey, I watched this one on my own volition, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when you sit at home, you're fucking bored, and you're like, oh, what do I watch? I'll just stick this on. Oh, Christ, why? Kind of like um, the movie, some of the movies you've sent me over the years, Ryan, you know. What makes this movie I got another batch bad, i got to send you. What makes this movie ultra bad is... It really thinks it's a good movie. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. I mean, the pregnant, it it's a good movie. The it is not. In that movie, she deserved to fucking die. I'm sorry, she just did. Which one? The pregnant woman. Yes. She yeah. just 
Yes. That's where the baby came from. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yes, because all the cables overtook her, didn't they? Yep. The cables wrapped around her body. They disintegrated her body and left the baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it happened. Uh, and they all came out of the TV. All yeah. the cables came out of the TV. They wrapped around her body. And then they started smoking, and her body dissolves, and it leaves a baby just sitting perfectly in the middle of the floor. Yeah. Tell me, now, Ryan, tell me that's not a brilliant. You want to watch? <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> ten out of ten. Oh fuck! Well, I didn't watch anything that epic, um, though I did watch another B movie I wanted to bring up. So this is 1988's Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bowlerama. Oh, wow. Directed by David DeCocteau, a legend of B-films such as uh, Dream Maniac, Creepazoid, Shrieker, and a bunch of other full moon goodies. The movie stars Linnea Quigley, uh, who is awesome and is in literally every 80s movie. Uh, also has uh, Andres Jones, who was in Nightmare on Elm Street 5, I believe he played Harry Potter in that movie. I think he's that one. Uh, it, he was also in the Sega CD game Night Trap. So Andrew Jones was in Nightmare on Elm Street Four. Oh, was it four? I might have wrote. I might have wrote the wrong I've got one. The, down. I've got the Night Trap uh, soundtrack on vinyl. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he played he played the brother of Alice in Dream Master. You should get him to sign it, Mike. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, it <laughs> it ha also has Hal Having, who um, people may know as the fat guy that played Stooge in Night of the Demons. Oh, uh, okay. Which, which also had Linnea Quigley in it. And, uh, of course, it has one of my favorites, George Buck Flowers, plays one of the, uh, the, the maintenance guy slash security guy of course. in the bowling alley. <laughs> um, so basically the story, three creepy losers break into a, a sorority house. Uh, to watch the girls that are getting initiated and to peep on them in the shower, which there's a very lengthy shower scene featuring full nudity, top to bottom, just the entire time for like five minutes. Um, they get caught and their punishment is to be sent to a bowling alley with the two pledges to help the pledges steal a bowling trophy. And the mean girls of the sorority also follow them to the bowling alley to watch the entire thing happen on the surveillance system. So they get there, they break into the bowling alley to find the front doors open, and they couldn't figure out why till they get in and they find Linnea Quigley, who is just robbing the place. It's just her by herself, stealing money out of the register. And they went through and they decide to steal one of the bowling trophies. They the fat guy accidentally drops the bowling trophy and... Out of the bowling trophy pops an imp by the name of Uncle Impy, and he starts granting them wishes. And much like any good wish movie of the 80s, the wishes turn horribly bad, or in some cases, they don't really do anything at all, and people just start turning into, like, kind of zombies, but more just the actresses that have a different color makeup on their face, and now they're an evil demon, apparently but don't have any specific powers or anything. And Uncle Impy is a rubber puppet that 
just has the worst animatronics put into it. Um, so the movie is super, super goofy. And it's one of those like 80s comedies that they're all always trying to have like a tongue in cheek thing. You know, you got the funny fat guy saying stuff and you've got this, these group of nerds. I almost feel like it was taking influence from like revenge of the nerds or something, you know, trying to pull in a little of that goofiness. There's a ton of nudity from like these two actresses, neither of whom are Linnea Quigley, despite Linnea Quigley being the hottest one in the movie. Um, and I, the, the whole movie is just so stupid. It meanders from like one setup to another, but like at the same time, nothing really happens. Like the two of the characters are trying to escape the bowling alley and they can't find a way out. But then in another portion, one of the other characters is just like, Oh, I'm just going to leave. And she just like leaves the bowling alley. Now is out on the, on the uh, streets of this like strip mall place. So consistency doesn't really make sense in this, but that's not really why you're watching a movie called sorority babes in the slime ball bowl Um, Overall, it is enjoyable, and I have to say, this may be Linnea Quigley's best performance, which is insane. <laughs> she does she does a good job at it. Are you saying she's better in this than she was in Hollywood uh, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers? Um, I enjoyed her more in Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, but she probably performs better in this. Even better than Return of the Living Dead? Yes. What? She here's the thing, Shane. She actually has a character in this movie. Trash was really not a character in Return of the Living Dead. It was mostly just a zombified vagina. It's it's crazy how many movies she's in. Like she's like in a five minute scene in that Colobos movie I was talking about earlier. Really? <laughs> yeah. She was actually crazy. in on Street Four as well. Although you wouldn't have seen her because she was one of the um, torsos in Freddy's chest. She was a torso. Well, you know, in, um, in Nightmare 4, when basically the souls are trying to escape? Yeah. Well, she's one of the souls in that. It, isn't her husband a, a, a makeup guy? Isn't he a special effects guy or was at the time? Oh, well, we lost George. Oh, we did. Oh. Uh-oh. He probably got pissed off with you saying that Linnea Quigley wasn't very good. <laughs> I didn't say she wasn't very good. I said this was her best. Uh, should we wait for him to get back? <clears throat> Where's my fucking Skype? Did anyone hear from George? I'll message him. All right, message him. I'm going to piss because it's like coming out of my teeth right now. Ew. And this is where everyone has gone and left me all on my own. Can't say I blame them. There goes the tumbleweed. This is the quiet part of the podcast. Everyone is quiet. Holy shit, boss. Okay, George said he lost internet, and he's still typing. (laughs) I think I pissed longer than Shane shit. Oh, he said it's still out. He said it's windy here. Hope it comes back. Oh, balls. I didn't actually have a shit earlier, Ryan. I let out a really big fart. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
But I'll soon let you know if I'm touching cloth. Mm -hmm. This is weird. Diabolic DVD gave me a free poster for Arrow Videos Shocktober. I didn't order any Arrow video movies. Speaking okay. of Arrow, I, uh, I I bought a movie, and I shouldn't have, because it was $80. Oh, good God. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of uh, like old black and white movies. And mm -hmm. uh, Craig Molden, who is sick for Slipknot yeah. on uh, the forum, he posted on Instagram that he, he bought um, A Trip to the Moon. The silent movie, you guys ever see it? Mm hmm So that's the one with the face on the moon, right? Right. And I was like, Oh yeah. my god. And he bought like a special edition of it. I'm like and it was done by Arrow. I'm like, fuck yeah. It comes with like a two hundred page book of an autobiography of the director. And I was like, I need to have that. I'm like, cool, it's probably like forty, fifty dollars. And I went on Amazon and it is uh, $250 on Amazon because it's lim oh. it's limited to a thousand and it's only sold in the UK. And I'm like, Oh, so I just bought it. And like shipping was like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. And I was like, Ugh. so it came in and this thing is enormous. It's like a huge, like special edition. And it comes with the book, the Blu-ray and everything. I'm like, man, that's, that's so worth it to have. <laughs> Thank God they extended unemployment, am I right? <laughs> For now. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I told uh, I told George, I'm like, we'll wait a couple minutes. I'm like, if it comes back, let me know. I don't know what else to do, really. We're, like, done, basically. <laughs> We're, like, at the end. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be an episode with George if we didn't have some horrible technical failure. I bought a new mouse. He's on. It always happens when George is on. Yeah, I mean, it's true. That's true. While you, while you two had fucked off for a piss, I was just sitting there, just talking into the mic. <laughs> oh, there you go. Really? Yeah. I can't wait to hear what, he, what you said. <laughs> There's this YouTuber I follow called Ralph the Movie Maker, and he's got a three-hour... Oh, I love Ralph the Movie Maker. He has a... Three days ago, he uploaded a three-hour review of Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> really? I can't wait to watch oh, I'm not... I see it. Well, so that's one of my problems. Like, I won't watch any of those things. Like, I love watching those review guys, yeah. Ralph and Red Letter Media and, like, you know, some, some of the other people out there. But I, I, unless it's a movie I've seen or one that I know I don't care about, I won't watch their video. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm the same way with Red Letter Media. Did you watch his Bruce yes, Willis I, movies episode? <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's amazing. I couldn't believe that. I didn't know he was starting such shit movies. Although uh, it's not as good as his Steven Seagal selections that, that he put up, one. that oh my god, that one with Mike Tyson in it—they're <laughs> not in the same room, and you could like clearly tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! There's a new Mike Tyson movie coming out that looks like it's in that exact same vein, but Mike Tyson's the star. And I, I sent my cousin sent me a trailer for it, and I'm like, oh my god, this. It looks like the worst movie of all time. And you've got Mike, Mike Tyson trying to do like a, a serious. I'm not going to let you take advantage of these people. <laughs> and, you're, and you're like, oh, I have to watch this. <laughs> you should have found by that, Mike, uh, Ryan. 
my Mike Tyson impression. Yeah, you got a sound like that. All right. Well, while we while we're seeing if George comes back, uh, let me uh, go through uh, some of the write-ins people sent in. Oh yeah. So um, on the uh, the Facebook page, I, I put out a post saying we're doing this well, along with a picture of Shane in a bee costume that everyone <laughs> seems to love. Good job, Mike. Thank you. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Connor Blackman wrote in that his favorite B movies are Bee Sting One and Two. Um, I think he was semi joking, but then he also see he seriously recommended them later. He also listed. I'm going to read these. There's like 30 of them here. Apple Cart, Easter Casket, Decapitated, <laughs> which I've heard of, Closing Time, The Fear Leaders, Fisted, uh, Bee Sting One and Two. Bear Sting, which name alone has got me sold. Uh, the Big F, I know, yeah, the Big F, Fang Boner, Gay oh for God. Prey, The Erotic Adventures if of I Jesus Christ. If I have to hear about those movies one more time, dude. <laughs> I want Fang Boner to get out of my vocabulary permanently. <laughs> um, what has he got out here? Let's see. Uh, Chainsaw Sally, Final Caller. Swabian Granny Massacre. I don't know if that was a typo or I can't read. Um, House on Teddy Bear Lane. Tonight You Die. Happy Hour Holocaust. Helen Keller versus the Night Wolves. <laughs> I so desperately need to see that. <laughs> the trailer had me in stitches. And it was only for the comedy fucking werewolf clause. They just had me in stitches. I'll have to search that one out. I don't know. Maybe it's on Tubi or something. Uh, Pool Boy 2, Drowning Out the Fury. Killer Pinata, Gore Whore, Coyote, and Dreaming Purple Neon. Oh, and 100 Tears and Circus of the Dead. So, Connor with a whole fucking list. Killing it. Uh, Steven Hazza Harrison says Eight-Legged Freaks is classic. And that is definitely a solid B movie. Oh, yeah. I was chatting to him before we um, before we started recording, um, and he he wished us all a good podcast. Nice, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Amy Davis Tobin put up a picture of my girl, but the title was removed, and it was called the B Movie. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, that's funny. Lately, what's that? Have we had any emails lately? Uh, only from uh, spam bots and um, uh, movie distributor places that want me to watch movies, and I almost never respond, except to Possessor because I actually wanted to see that one. Patrick uh, Timothy Shaw, on my latest post today, he recommended Piranaconda. Piranaconda. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was I was building up a uh, my Tubi list. And that one happened to come up as a recommendation. I'm like, yep. Yeah, there's a lot of B-movies which I haven't seen. I, For some reason, I just never went into that world of B-movies. And I was Googling a lot of different ones this week. And there are so many. Oh, like a million. That's what I was saying. Like every horror movie that I have, you know, like like some of the ones that I wrote down. Um, the Outing, a.k.a. The Lamp. It's about a group of people that break into a museum to stay the night or something. And they unleash an evil genie, and it's like granting evil wishes in this museum. Real cheesy uh, 80s movie. Uh, that, 
Um, Humanoids from the Deep, I know we mentioned that. Neon Maniacs. Oh, you love um, Neon Maniacs back in the day. Oh, yeah. Piranha, that's a classic. Yeah, yeah there's so many great B-movies. I was looking at a list earlier on, on um, Google, and I was surprised to see a few movies that they consider to be B-movies. Well, for a start, Shaun of the Dead, for a start, and... Nope. That's not a B movie. Uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Um, wow. Yeah, it was, I was just looking at it and I was like, what the fuck? I mean, obviously, Night of the Creeps on there. Fright Night. All that kind of stuff. I, I would like, say Night yeah, of the Fright Night's not a B movie. I would say Night of the Creeps would be. Yeah, I, I would allow that. Yeah, they also had Night of the it... Living Dead, the 1968 version. What? No. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, when you when you consider the overall world of cinema, and you know you've got like I don't know, I'm trying to think of like like Citizen Kane, yeah, and then yeah, okay, Night of the Living Dead is a B movie compared to Citizen Kane, but in the world of horror, it's not even fucking close. No. You know, it's like when you narrow your range a little bit, it knocks off. You know, it puts all the the bad movies further up, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I, I think we're going to have to give up on George. Yeah, he hasn't even looked at my uh, my message. That motherfucker. <laughs> it on. happens. He probably forgot he was doing a podcast. Yeah. I remember the, the couple of times where I was on here, and I just, my internet just shit out. I was like, okay, well, goodbye. <laughs> the time my fucking laptop blew up. Yeah. And you farted in the microphone. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's the only time I remember. <laughs> that, was, that, was. that was. That was funny. That was so funny. I was sitting here thinking, like, did he really? Because you're like, I'll be right back. And you got up. And I hear a fart noise. I'm like, no way. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Oh, God. All right, let's round it out, fellas. Anyone have any other B-movies they want to add to the pile? Uh, the only other one that comes to mind is uh, Nail Gun Massacre. Sure, nail gun massacre. Even your your microwave massacre. Oh yeah, yeah. That's. I like how you said it's my. It's like a D movie. Yeah, that's. I don't know if that's a B movie. I just remember the the scene where there's two holes in a fence and some woman comes up and just sticks her bare tits through it, and all these like construction <laughs> workers are like, "Oh!" They like run up to it. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Val <laughs> loves that movie. Of course she does. Hey, look, two tits through a fence. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's uh, put this it, put this a bow on this one and uh, send it out. Yeah. So I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Thanks to you guys for joining me. Thanks for George who abandoned us <laughs> because of his internet. We're definitely gonna have to have him back. Uh, upcoming, we have our 100th episode, so hopefully I get this out before we record that. Um, I was thinking that if anyone wanted to ask any questions, we could probably squeeze in like a QA and a uh, of one of the two listeners that we have. Yeah, why don't we just do a Q&A? Because uh, uh, that'll take three minutes, because one person's going to ask one we question. Could, oh, we could ask each other questions. That's what people <laughs> want to hear. Ask each other questions for our 100th episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So if you do want to ask any questions, uh, whatever, send them to us on either the Facebook, the Instagram, 
the uh, the email, whatever. You know, we'll uh, I'll get make sure they all get gathered together and we share them amongst each other. So, so uh, I don't know what we're doing for our hundredth. We literally don't have anything planned. We have no clue. Which is fantastic. Got, we're gonna cover. I've got a feeling. Yeah, we're gonna end up winging it. You know, we gotta do something special. Uh, I think we're just gonna cover await further instructions and call it a day. <laughs> George would be the only one listening on that one. <laughs> we're gonna explain the plot. Hey, you know what you could do? You could always update the um, the uh, Christmas special that we did a few years back. I've barely been adding to that list, Shane. I... Seriously, uh, it's too much work. I just, I just don't have the time. That's... I did listen to that the other day, and it made me laugh. Yeah, it still makes me chuckle. <laughs> yeah, I'm amazed between the two of us that isn't our most listened episode. Well, it happens so much; they're not not special anymore. Yeah, but when you put them all together, though, <laughs> like there's just something magical about it. You could put them in together to make a song. Like this, the uh, like, like do jingle bells or something just with our farts and burps. Yeah, why don't you do that? Yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> It'd be just like it could be a number one hit, like anything by Ariana Ariana Grande or whatever her fucking name is, or you know, um, some Seal <laughs> R. Kelly. Yeah, ooh, R. Kelly. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, thanks for joining me. Thanks for everybody for listening. Again, want to reach the podcast? All you need is blood. Pod at gmail dot com. Um, Facebook group. All you need is blood. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm at Instagram. Um, I forgot my Instagram name. At Ryan Tudelo. The like, need Ryan. No, 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 no. That's Twitter's at Ryan Tudelo. Instagram is all you need. Ryan. That's where I fucked up. I should probably write this down so I don't fuck it up again. Uh, or on the upcominghorrormovies.com forum. I'm on that as well. And the uh, UHM fans group on Facebook. Silence. Um, I'm on the Instagram, All You Need Is Blood podcast, which uh, that reminds me, Ryan, you have uh, improperly, unpro- improperly linked the wrong Instagram on the SoundCloud. Really? Yeah, at least with the last episode. Well, just call me out in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> I'm just, you well, you got it. You know, we always do that. But yeah, you linked it as uh, all you need is blood pod instead of podcast. Oh, I think that's what it originally was. And and I don't know how long it's been incorrect for. Uh, the, the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny to me. And, Let's see. Facebook, Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram. No, no, it's on here. All Instagram.com slash all you need is blood podcast. Really? Are you sure? Yeah. I just checked it the other I'm lo- day. I, I'm looking at the link oh, right now, on. Mike. Like, this is how it's Stop unless up. that's wrong. All you need is blood. we prove Ryan wrong. Look at a late, a newer episode because maybe it didn't like fill old episodes. How do you click on that? Ugh. Oh, it does say pod. Yeah. Oh, I see what I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Th- th- that is put, okay. Uh, on, like, the right-hand side of Instagram where it has, like, your official contacts. This is just the things I type in and I copy and paste oh, it every oh, time. I see. All right, I'll fix that. 
or I won't. Either yeah, way. don't. Um, I'm also on uh, uh, Instagram as Whittemore, just with a zero instead of an O. And I am on the forum, Facebook group, and both both Facebook groups. That's all I got. Shane? Oh, uh, nothing's changed. Same name on Instagram. And Did you just I- fart? No, that was my chair. Oh, damn. Damn. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, um, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, no, um, yeah, it's... Uh, RoboGenius74 on Instagram and Dead Cell Society on Twitter. But don't bother because nobody bothers. <laughs> that's the that's the 2020 motto if I ever heard it. Yeah. It's 2021, fellas. We're we're out of it. We've made it. Oh cool. Everything's back to normal. Everything's back to normal. Hey, listen, we just we got a a, a message on our SoundCloud. Ooh. We did. From a WC man, 1981. And it says, great stuff. All you need is blood dash the UHM horror podcast. You should Google fan major and use their free promotions <laughs> to get some plays. That sounds like a totally legit guy. He sounds like a real nice guy. Yeah. Hey, listen, if that guy hears this and posts next time, I will sign up for whatever he said. <laughs> He's uh, his picture is post Malone. Oh really? So, well, you know he's a winner then. All right, guys, let's wrap this up. So, uh, I guess uh, I'll just say bye for now, everybody. Goodbye, lighters. That motherfucker didn't even start following us. He, I looked at his profile. He's got another comment. Somebody else. Damn, Amzelic six six six. This track is actually really good. You should use the free promotions from Fan Major. Uh, parentheses, Google it, and get some plays. Great. I don't need your play. We've never had to have anybody listen to this in the past. I don't see why we have to from now on. I'm going to respond to him. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn it. I don't even know if I have a... Uh, a SoundCloud account. Oh, apparently I do. <laughs> I, I, I responded. I go, thanks, man. We will use Fan Major and use their free promotions to get plays. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck?